Are you ready to stop the self-sabotage and create the life you desire? Well, in order for that to happen, you need to break free from the bad beliefs that are holding your success hostage. You need to optimize the stress by turning it into extra energy for success. And those hurtful habits? Well, we need to give that pain a purpose for progress. Welcome to Stop the Self-Sabotage and Create the Life You Desire podcast. Why would I ask you to start a session with me on what's working well in your life? What are you celebrating? I mean, when it would be quite evident, you would think, that if you were to work with me or someone else that's going to coach or mentor you to move you forward into from pain into progress, that you're there because the pain has turned into a dumpster fire shit show. And here I am going, share with me what you think is working. Now, by the way, I don't do that on the first session, but anytime after the first session, every subsequent session, this is how we're going to start. Why am I asking you to start with praise? It's interesting. Have you ever noticed that any spiritual service that seems to uh, be a benefit for the people that are there, it starts with praise and worship? Now, some people would say, yeah, they're trying to get the vibe up and get the energy people excited about receiving. That is true, but that is a subset of the real reason. See, praise is an outward expression of something that we value. Not to be confused with gratitude. Gratitude is an internal expression of receiving something that we didn't necessarily earn. can also be known as grace. Where, thank you, oh my gosh, there's nothing that I could have done in order to receive this. It was given freely, and I am so grateful to, to be on the receiving end. Now, we have to be careful if we rely too much on gratitude, because there is a part of us that says, no, I want to strive towards what's valuable and revealing more of who I really am at my healthiest. And so gratitude, when taken too far, it turns into dysfunctional receiving, which is also known as entitlement. And when you give everybody a trophy on the team that and treat them all the same, instead of saying, let's look at what you worked at to differentiate yourself from everybody else. If we treat everybody the same, then it turns into that entitlement. Here's something to remember. You cannot give someone more of what they did not value to begin with. Value is an outward expression that says, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm here on a Sunday morning and it's cold out there and it's snowing and I had to work to get here to say, this is so significant to me. I had to take action on it. So praise is an outward expression of what we have decided to value, but then it does something really significant. It turns on your RAS, 
Now, your RAS has a lot of functions. It's also known as your reticular activating system. But the function that we're talking about as far as moving you from pain to progress, from goal setting into goal getting, is that your RAS will help regulate your behaviors. It will keep you motivated in those behaviors, and it assists with your consciousness, what I call focus around the actions and the feelings in order to move into progress. What's working well? What are you celebrating? Turns on your RAS for what you value. So you start with me the first time. You're going to share with me the pain that you're in because I need to be able to hear it and validate it and say, we've got this. But then after that, you are going to be given certain steps. I'm going to share a couple of them with you in just a moment. Maybe you can apply them in your own life. But every time I work with a client, they leave with a plan of action that is going to assist them in revealing more of who they really are. Current buzzword is the Michelangelo effect. Yes, Michelangelo effect. Took me a moment. Did I... Did I speak it right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, I've been sharing this with my clients for years. The statue of David is a magnificent piece that was hand carved from marble. And when Michelangelo was asked, how did you create this? He said, simple. I removed everything that wasn't David. Now, let's say that you come back into your second session with me and you bitch, moan, whine, and complain. And now you've turned on your RAS for behaviors, motivators, and a focus to find even more of why you should bitch, moan, whine, and complain. See, your RAS acts as a filter and it filters out anything that is not congruent with your focus, your feelings, and your actions. Your identity. We're supposed to be doing an identity upgrade, not reinforcing the identity that you currently have. Because if you stay in that identity, you're going to keep producing what you've already got, which is more pain. So we have to praise what's working well, but that what's working well needs to be based on a plan of action. Now, all of my clients go through a system that they are taught that they can then repeat to them, uh, repeat for themselves. So that way they're not dependent upon me. I am empowering them, but that system has to be customized. One of the reasons why you've had a challenge with the, the videos and the audios and the books that you've read is number one, you cannot grow outside of a relationship with someone else. So you actually have to engage in a way where you're going to be empowered. But number two, you're looking at someone else's system and you're trying to make yourself fit it instead of taking that system and making it fit you. And to do that, someone needs to be able to take your strengths, talents, abilities, and gifts, as well as your weaknesses, 
and then say, okay, we know if we put all of our focus on our weaknesses, you're going to be mediocre at best. You're going to be, oh, average. So we need to put at least 80% into your strengths, talents, abilities, and gifts and bring them out stronger. But we still need to put boundaries and rules around your weakness so we can do risk mitigation with it. Okay. So when you start out a session, bitching, moaning, whining, and complaining, it turns your RAS on for something that a lot of people will call patience. And no, it's actually dysfunctional endurance. If we go back and look at the original meaning of the word patience, it means to bind yourself with someone else in a way that makes you stronger, like strands of a rope. You only have one strand, you can break it really easy. But if you take two strands and you twist them together, now it is even stronger. But it is there for a purpose. That rope is supposed to allow you to climb up to higher levels of success. So when we look at patience, and and I'll have somebody go, I just need more patience in this relationship. I'm like, okay, you you're you're you've got to bind with someone else. You're you're twisted together. Is that someone else also pulling their load? Or are you not actually yoked to them? You're you're not in a bind with them in a healthy, functional way. You're harnessed to them to where you're doing all the work and you're pulling it. What's new? What's different? What are both of you doing for your growth? This is the reason why I have a responsibility to you to give you a process that you can use again and again. This way you are empowered, not entangled. Okay, so dysfunctional endurance that a lot of people call patience means that you're hoping for something that's different, but that hope has no basis. See, faith, faith is the hope for something in a healthy way. And so when you start off with what's working well, what am I celebrating? This is an outward expression of what I'm valuing. You're putting a higher demand on your faith that I'm going to get to where I want to go. I am going to achieve what it is I set my focus on. The feelings that I may have, no matter what they are, I'm going to learn to optimize them to get me to where I need to be. They will be harnessed as an energy source. The actions that I have will be congruent with those focus and those optimized feelings. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of examples just from clients I had yesterday. So the first one, uh, and some of my clients, after they work with me, the initial four sessions, uh, they can come back weekly if they want or a couple times a month. And so this client comes in and sees me a couple of times a month. And uh, I had given her the exercise that over the two weeks that we were going to be off, that I wanted her to notice her favorites, her favorite music, her favorite foods, 
um, her favorite things about the holidays and the people she's around. And she comes back and I'm like, okay, what'd you come up with? She's like, this is really hard. Okay. Tell me what you're celebrating about it. And she says, I'm celebrating the realization. It's really hard for me to pick favorites. I'm like, okay, huh? Why do you think? Who taught you that? Now I'll ask my clients who taught you that? Uh, because we can engage higher levels of compassion. After, I'll, I'll share with you in just a moment what I'm talking about. So um, she, yeah, she had an authority figure as a child who taught her this. And I said, was it because you were afraid you were going to miss out on something? And she said, no, um, I was afraid I'd be wrong because I had been made wrong in the past for things that I picked. I'm like, oh, that is something great to celebrate. That is. Now, why would we celebrate that realization? Well, then she told me that she had received a promotion and that she is actually going to be heading up a brand new department in, in her company. And then she pulled out the two pages that they gave her of outcomes and and um, experiences that the company wanted to have based on this new department and then told her, figure out a way to make this happen. She's like, oh my gosh, I am absolutely overwhelmed by everything in very, very small print, by the way, that is included on these two pages. And I'm like, okay, well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pick the top three things. See, the reason why we can get overwhelmed is that we put everything at the same value. And it's not. And some of you have already picked up on what's coming next. And she's like, I can't. I can't pick. Everything has to be done. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. And I say pick one to three things on here. And then put them in a dominance hierarchy. What's going to come first and then second and then third? And that's when the light came on. And she's like, I'm afraid to pick because what if I pick wrong? See, it is not the healthy leader that she is now that got her this promotion that is looking at this list. No, it is the younger her that was afraid to pick. Mm -hmm. We have to mature. We have to mature that part of the personality. It's known as inner parts therapy for conflict resolution. She's like, oh my gosh. By the way, I don't do therapy for my clients. I create the space and the place for them to do it for themselves. And I'm like, okay, so we've got the younger you that was afraid to pick because she was made wrong. And who taught you to do that? And she's like... Yeah, somebody who wanted me to be able to take on greater and greater emotional caretaking, emotional loads, allostatic loads of stress for them because they were incompetent and of handling their own stress. And I'm like, yeah, so it all has to be done. Oh my gosh, because that's exactly how a child would see it. Yeah. Said, so, so 
you can always change what you pick. See, adapt, uh, adults know how to be adaptable. It's children who are forced to maladapt. So you pick three things, you start on one. Maybe you find part of the way through that there's something better that it can be refined to what's working well, and then we move it into even better if. Okay, so that's one of the ways of starting out with a celebration. What are we celebrating? Oh my gosh, so that I discovered it's hard to pick what I like the very most. Who would think that that would be revelation knowledge of filtering out what no longer belongs in her masterpiece of leadership? Now let's move on to the other one. Uh, right now, one of the group exercises that all of my private clients are going through is what is your living legacy? And what I mean by that is, and a legacy is not what you leave when you die. That's stuff. A legacy is what you actually live through the lessons learned in your life. And so you can either be a great example or you can be a bad example, or you can be like Keith Richards, where we're going, really? How did you make it this far? <laughs> yes, we want to teach our children to make sure that they leave the world a better place for Keith. Okay, so um, living your legacy through the lessons, and I'm asking all of my clients, all of my private clients, to come up with the top three lessons that they learned last year and how they apply to the goals that they're going after right now, because we want to keep the lesson, but we don't necessarily need the people that were attached to the lesson. And I have one client that is wanting a healthier relationship. The last couple haven't necessarily worked out for him. And so he's like, what is it that I need to do for love? And so he was noticing that one of the lessons that he experienced last year was that he was able to achieve a high level of growth in a lot of different areas besides love when there was reciprocity, when the, the people he's with are, are invested in creating an environment of growth. And I'm like, that is a phenomenal realization. And he's like, yeah. And then I realized that uh, it's the last couple of partners didn't create that environment that I was actually having to create it all for them. Magnificent. I love working with people that are absolutely brilliant. You have a light within you right now that can be turned on even brighter than ever before. You just need to connect into a power source that's progress. Okay, but to do that, you got to give your pain a purpose for progress, which is what he and I then uh, moved into. I'm like, hmm, okay, who taught you that, yeah, um, you need to do it all for somebody? And he, he's like, wow, I had somebody whenever I was growing up that came to me and said, hey, you made a pretty big mistake in your life. That's okay. Everybody's allowed one. But if you make another one, you're out of the will. What did you learn? Mm. 
Yeah, he shared that to get love, you have to buy it. It's transactional. It's not something that is achieved by creating an experience where both people want to pour into the relationship. And so he was picking partners based on how much could he do for them so he wouldn't be cut out. But they weren't willing to do what was needed for growth in return. That's an excellent lesson to take with you to go, oh, now I need, I know what I'm looking for uh, in, in a partnership. And it's not someone who is entitled, but they have to be willing to praise me because they find value in me, not just have their hand out. I don't do handouts. I do hand ups. Okay. WWW, what's working well, also does something else. It puts a higher demand on your faith. What's faith? Faith is hope for things not yet seen. It is not deferred hope. Deferred hope makes the heart sick. Deferred hope is dysfunctional endurance where you're harnessed to the problem and it just keeps getting more painful for you because nothing is increasing. No, faith is hope for things not yet seen based on what you believe that you want to experience as far as your upgrade, removing what no longer belongs to you. But faith is is like a muscle. You have to work it. You know, I will have some of my clients that will come in and go, I have faith that I can get off the medication that I'm on. And I'm like, okay, great. You've got to work towards that. There's nothing wrong with being on meds right now and going, I'm going to increase my faith. Maybe you can get off the meds at one point. Maybe you can just cut them back. But you just don't go into it because you haven't built up the muscle that is going to be able to sustain your decision. See, with every blessing comes a burden, not a dysfunction, but a burden. And that burden says, now that I've received the blessing, I have to maintain it. (laughs) I have to be stronger to be able to keep it. Mm -hmm. And to do that, you have to put a demand on your faith through your focus, your optimized feelings, and your actions, and going, you know what? I'm going to find a way to achieve this. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I believe that this is for me. And so I am going to move forward in a way that keeps praise in my mouth for what's working well and what I'm celebrating and gratitude in my heart for what I'm receiving that I didn't have to earn. All right. It is time for you to no longer be entangled, but empowered. Start with what's working well. Take it into even better if. Work with someone, whether it's me or or someone else. You cannot grow outside of a relationship. 
And so you want to give your pain a purpose for progress. And then you want a process where you can replicate it again and again for yourself. I've been honored that you've included me as part of your journey. And remember, success, that's just the journey. The real destination is revealing who you really are. So until we get together again, blessings. Becoming a healingpreneur, could that be you? It's not just a career. It is a calling to help people peel back the layers so they can move into progress of their brilliance and their magnificence. If this could potentially be you, then I want to let you know I am offering you the ability to train with me privately at the group investment. I only have room right now for one person to be able to do this over the summer. We're going to take a look at our schedules and we're going to fit training to where it it's a good fit for you as well as what I have open. Uh, and you can take up to three months not only to train, but up to three months to take care of your investment. But again, I only have an opening for one. Why is this? Because my trainings that I do, uh, even on the advanced side, are a little bit lighter over the summer. So it creates space. And that might be a space and a place that is waiting for you. So this is what I'd like you to do. Go to dawnlandrum.com. Uh, click on the tab, become a certified hypnotist, see everything that is offered there. Uh, again, it is at the group rate that you will be training with me privately. And then reach out to me. There's going to be a button that shows up on the bottom where we can have a phone call. And let's make sure that this and myself are the right fit for you. So healingpreneur, is that your calling?